I see a working of the Holy Ghost restored. God ought to be the center of your home anyway. Amen. I'm going to tell you what, when I grew up, God was the center of our home. My daddy had to work, but he pastored a church. But I'm going to tell you something. When, when daddy was gone, we didn't have TV. If you had TV back in, and back then you had one about as big as that handkerchief unfolded. Had one of them 12-inch black and white screens. And you done good if you get three channels. Sometimes you had to hold the rabbit ears in the right position and get the right signal. And y'all know what I'm talking about. But mama used to get us kids and there was five of us kids home. Uh, far back as I can remember, my baby sister was born in 60. She wasn't even in the picture back in the 50s. And my older sister eloped and got married back around 56, 57. Somewhere in there. And, but those of us that was at home, as we grew up, mama sitting in an easy chair in the living room, she was our entertainment center. Cause she gathers around that easy chair and talked about God. My mama and they prayed. I mean, they prayed. You could hear prayer coming up in our home. We got sick. Mama and daddy prayed for us. If they couldn't get to victory and they couldn't pray away the measles or the mumps or flu or They'd call four or five of the saints, and they'd come over, and they'd get in a prayer meeting in the living room, but then bombard heaven an hour and a half, two, three hours. Next thing you know, flu was gone. Measles drying up. Chicken pox drying up. Seen broke bones healed. Because people feared God. There was a reverence of God in our nation back then. All this that's going on is because evil's got in people's hearts. All this confusion and all this trying to overthrow our government and do what's going on in our government is all because evil's gotten in people's hearts. But it's because the standard of righteousness has been let down in people's homes. Been let down in the churches. We gotta get it back. It's up to us to fight. Amen. If y'all will fight with me, if y'all will support me, I'll fight. Cause I'll tell you, y'all may not go to Kenya. Y'all may not want to go. You may not can go. Here am I. Send me. Here am I, send me. Lady I went to India with back in 06 and 07, she sent me a picture. Uh, well, I sent it to my wife. My wife forwarded it to me. Or did she send it to me? Sitting on my cell phone, I was driving. My wife seen it when it come in. But I was in her wedding. Matter of fact, I'd done her wedding. And I got on one of them shirts that they wear in India, the white, the long sleeve ones. They come down about right here. I had one of them long shirts when I done her wedding. And she had a picture of me and my wife from the wedding where she took a picture of it. She's captured, get ready to go to the mission field. Because I told her, I said, this time next year I'm going to be in Kenya. Because I've done a lot of work with her in India. I've had a lot of crusades, seen a lot of miracles, a lot of deliverance. She knows if I go, she knows what God's going to do. Because she'd been on that mission field. And she's seen God open blind eyes, unstop deaf ears. Seen God, the first miracle I had when I went with her. Woman had a gourd in her throat, almost as big as my fist. I put my hand on that thing, cursed it, told that interpreter, tell that woman to swallow, and she swallowed that gourd disappeared. She was standing on this side of me. Brother Michael Harris was standing about where you're at, Brother Donald. He was taking pictures. He had that zoom lens in on that gourd. He took Pictures of that gorder, and I cursed that thing. I moved my hand. That woman swallowed that gorder. Gone just like that. 
Sister Angela stepped back and she reared back with her fist. She hit me in the shoulder. She screamed. She said, my God, it's gone. He turned and looked at her and I said, what would you expect? <laughs> she found out. Blind eyes, deaf ears, dumb tongues. You name it, God started doing it. I stood in uh, 94. I went with another lady to the Philippines. And we was going back. We'd been there like two or three weeks, and I'd had all kind of miracles. Matter of fact, I had so many miracles in one town in a soccer stadium that the Catholic church shut the generators down on the town the next night so we couldn't have service. Couldn't have lights, couldn't have sound system, people couldn't see because I had so many miracles the night before and I preached about Jesus Catholic Church shut the whole city down. Turn the generator off. Or we couldn't have service. We was headed back. We had to, we had to drive about four hours to the airport and there was a pretty good sized city in between us and the airport. So we set up a crusade that night and I stood in the city square on a concrete pavilion, buses, cars going by, people walking by. And I preached Jesus and lined up 32 people with gorders in their throats. And they said it was from all the pollution and the smog and everything over there. And 32 people, one right after the other, got dissolved in gorders. Just one right after the other. I mean, they just disappeared. There was a little brother there that was working with us. He probably wasn't that high. Full-grown man, but in the Philippines, you know, they don't get very big. And I remember we walked in a, a store and there was another brother that was working with me, and he, he stood about three or four inches taller than I was. And we walked in a store down there, was looking for a, a shirt, because he done something one of his shirts, and he needed another shirt. We walked in a store, and a little boy about five or six years old was standing there, and he, he probably wasn't that high. We walked in there, and he was standing right in front of us. He looked at that man, and his eyes went all the way up to his head. And he almost fell over backwards. He ain't never seen anybody that tall. And we asked the guy that owned the shop. He said, you got any shirts? He said, fit him? He said, yeah. He said, no, they don't make them that big down here. <laughs> so, but anyway, that little fella, I'm serious. He probably didn't come to my chest. And I had two or three more people pray for them gorders. I called him up there and I took his hands. I put him up on that person's throat, and I said, now, I said, you pray for him. I stepped back. He imitated me. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. It worked. Got healed. So I've seen some great moves of God on the mission field, expecting some more great moves of God. I, I feel like God's going to, if God lets me go, and all this is just depending on the will of God, but God, and that's what I'm feeling right now. But before I go, I told the Lord the other day, I said, I'm going to raise between twenty dollars and $30,000. I said, because if I get over there, and I said, I feel led to build a church. I said, I'm going to have finance to get that church pretty well built. So I'm going to, y'all just start praying, start working with me, start saving your dollars, start saving your change. Ask God to give you extra money, because between now and this time next year, 12 months, I want to raise about twenty between twenty dollars and $30,000. You said, you can't do it? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. If I can just find me 50 people, help me with $50, $100 a month, between now and it'll happen. It'll happen. I don't want to get 
six weeks from going and try to raise five or six thousand dollars. I'm gonna go ahead and start raising the money for the tickets, for our accommodations, for building material, for whatever we feel like God wants us to do. Amen. Y'all see anything wrong with that? I don't see one thing wrong with that. Go prepared. Instead of getting over there and then having to try to raise everything, let's take what we need to get the job done. Hallelujah. Y'all appreciate this? I appreciate the Lord. Hallelujah. And I'm going to go ahead and ask you to take out your offerings and do what you can to help us and honor the Lord today. Yeah. You know, I don't, and y'all heard me say, I don't care what you call it. You call it tithe, you call it offering, you call it, the Lord said, honor the Lord with our substance and with the first fruits of all thy increase. That's what God expects you to do. To honor the Lord with your substance. Everything He increases you with, He expects you to give a first fruit of it. And usually a first fruit goes back to a tenth if you check the Bible. So you call it tithe, you call whatever, but you need to give to God. Because giving to God's part of your worship, you honor God for the way He's blessed you. You worship God for how He's blessed you. Amen. I tell you what, if we ever get this whole bunch around here together, we're going to have a church full. I appreciate the Lord. Y'all come on. Obey the Lord and honor God. I've enjoyed this service today. Fully enjoyed. Excited about what God's doing. And feel good all over more than anywhere else. I just feel good in God. Amen. kingdom of heaven is here. It's here. Amen. Do y'all know it's here? It's here. Hallelujah. Let's ask God to bless this. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, take this offering and bless it. Let it be used for your honor, for your glory, for your name. God, give us wisdom how to use every dime. Thank you for the people standing with us. We'll give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. All hearts and minds clear? Praise God. I've enjoyed the Word today, and we're just going to go ahead and be dismissed. And y'all have a blessed day. God bless you. You're dismissed.